Welcome to Hannah's Heart. So Hannah, she's just one of the women who did struggle with infertility in the Bible. No matter who we are, we can be inspired by the fact that Hannah took her pain to God and God heard her and was with her. So when she was praying at the temple, she had been weeping and not eating and her lips were moving, but her eyes were closed and the priest was like, why are you drunk at the temple? Because <laughs> yeah. it can become an obsession when you want Wanting a child so deeply. And desiring that baby and to be a mama. Every holiday, every Mother's Day. This is not a show that's going to promise you a certain outcome. But this is a show that says, however God answers your cry, we know that He's enough. Hey, I'm Ann. And I'm Kendra. And you're listening to Hannah's Heart on American Family Radio. Hannah's Heart is all about clinging to Christ through infertility and miscarriage. It's about honoring God through your family building process, whether that's fertility treatments, fostering, adoption, or whatever God's plan for your family is. We just want to encourage you along the way. Yeah, we've both been there and we've walked through infertility and miscarriage. We get it. And we also know that Jesus is the only way you can make it through. Amen. So today... We are talking about finding joy in Christ and not motherhood. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Yeah. Okay. And not losing your identity in infertility. I feel like Mm. that is so easy to do after so, I mean, not even so long, even right in the beginning. Once I started realizing that I was doing that, it it definitely helped me in my walk with Christ. So Mm. we can go ahead and I guess just get right into it today. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that helped me to really notice like, hey, and you got to take a, I guess, a step back Mm -hmm. or step forward. I don't know. I worked from home before I started working at AFA on furniture. And my husband, Will, he works really early in the mornings. And so he comes home for like a breakfast break, I guess you could say. And um, so he was, he's already gone and then he'll come home for a breakfast break. And so by the time he would get home, I would have done my devotion and turn on some lamps, open the windows, have a candle going, have my coffee. And so anyway, he, I I did that every single day, just had my little routine. And then, um, you know, so all those things would be done by the time he would come home for his little breakfast break. So uh, one morning, I think I remember what he's talking about, but one morning he came home and he ended up pointing out later that day, he said, Anne, is everything okay? And I was like, yeah, you know, everything's good, you know, whatever. It was this that afternoon. And he was like, well, for the last two mornings, you haven't had a lamp on mm-hmm. or the curtains open. I, I, did you do your devotion? You know, like it was just kind of like he was like, what, why are you You're not, not being? Why are you, you not doing those things? And I had not even realized, mm. I think for three mornings, that I didn't do any of those things. And this Mm. was right after, not long after I'd gotten diagnosed uh, with PCOS and we had at this time two miscarriages. Anyway, it really hit me hard that he told me, he was like, I'm I'm just worried about you. I don't Mm. like that. That's not you. And uh, it, it really hit me after he pointed that out. I was like, I didn't even realize I didn't do those things. Mm. And so I know that sounds like so simple and, you know, but after that, it was like, I realized, okay, hey, and you're going to either need to get some outside help or take medicine. Something is going to need to change in your life for, you know, you not to go down that road of possibly hurting my marriage, possibly hurting, not, not physically hurting myself, but just not doing what I need to do 
to pursue Christ in this. And I feel like I was kind of losing myself. And, you know, it took him pointing out just I had some warnings that were different. But I I feel like I had just gotten, I don't know if you would say fully depressed or anything like that, but where I just realized I don't even feel like I know myself today, Mm. you know. And so um, anyway, that's when... Um, I really started getting into scripture and just being like, okay, so what, what does that? How do I get out of this pit? Right, right. Uh, One thing, one of the verses that is still on my bathroom mirror today is Psalms 37, five, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him and he will act. And that is that he will act part. I'm not trying to say like he will act in a way that I want him to. He will do things that I want him to. guarantee that you're going to get a baby. Right. But he's going to act in Mm -hmm. a way that he sees fit. And that, that Mm -hmm. way is always better than ours. And so that was one, one verse that really helped me to just really cling to him. And then second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. And so if you, have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are a new creation. I would feel like my body was broken and not mm-hmm. good enough because like I, it says in the Bible, you're supposed to reproduce, you're supposed to multiply. Right, children are a blessing. Right. And I couldn't have them. Mm-hmm. And so it just really, seeing that verse, I was like, I am new in Christ. Amen. I, I am made whole in you, Lord. And so just because my body might not be doing what I feel like it should do right now, because of you, I'm new. The old has gone and the new has come. And so that really just made me focus on today yeah. and honoring him today and not really worrying about tomorrow. Yeah. It's it's so tempting to make motherhood be where people draw their identity from. Because you look at a lot of women who have kids and what is it that is on their Facebook feeds? All pictures of their kids. I even laugh. My husband and I say it like, I have this rule. I'm like, you can have a picture of you and your child in your profile picture, but it is your profile. You have to be in it. So we can There's identify no need you. for the three-month-old to be the profile picture. <laughs> exactly. And I'm the same way. I get it. Parents love their kids. But, um, but. I, it is a temptation, I think, for moms to um, make motherhood an idol. Yeah. Right? And that's something that I'm like, before I'm even there, I want to guard against mm-hmm. them becoming where I get my source of identity. And, right. And so I think it's, it's difficult for women the way that we respond to infertility is different than the way that men do mm-hmm. because um, I don't know if you've heard of the, the analogy that uh, men are like waffles and women are like spaghetti. Uh-huh, have you heard this? Uh-huh. You know, that they're like compartments, like waffles have little boxes yes. and men have the like, I go to work box and I have the, I, come home. I am at church box <laughs> and I have the, I am yeah. wanting to have a family box, you know, and with women, we're like spaghetti. We're one noodle. It connects to every other noodle <laughs> in one big giant mess. We can have many, many thoughts in a span of yes. 10 seconds. <laughs> and so if something's off in our life, it affects the way that we do everything. everything and, and God, I think, programmed us that way so that men, like, they're able to be like, okay, I'm upset that this thing happened, but I still have to go to work today. I still have to yep. go get food for the family. I have right. to go do these things. And women, God made us interconnected because we're interpersonal and we're relational. Yeah. Um, because if, if Johnny's mad at Sue, Susie, that might be connected to what happened at school mm-hmm. and how she felt. You know, so we see these connections and these um, we're the glue that kind of holds the relationships and the family together. Right. So right. because of that, it's also one of our weaknesses uh-huh. is that if something is off and you want to have children, 
it's like that desire touches every single part of your life. For sure. There's no escaping it. You're watching it on TV and you're thinking about it. You're at work. You're thinking about well, it. You're groceries. You have physical <laughs> reminders yes. every month too. That, yes. Oh um, my goodness. The husbands don't experience that. Yes. So. Oh, those can be so heartbreaking. Yeah. Something that is supposed to be natural that becomes just like a sign of failure. It uh-huh. feels like every Literally. single month. Yeah. And I think as women, we think so much about the future, at least I do. One thing that's been difficult with me in my infertility journey is I'm spending so much time thinking nine months ahead uh-huh. and being in the moment and finding identity and purpose in, you know what? I don't have a child right now. God has a purpose for my life today. Right now. Right but that now. feeling of you being, you know, the lights are off, feeling like you're starting to shrivel up a little bit and uh-huh. die inside, I can totally relate. It's like things that used to give me joy lessened because mm-hmm. of this great desire. Oh, yeah. I started realizing that. I mean, we have wonderful friends, wonderful support system, but all of my friends have a baby year two now. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're, some of them are working on number three. And so I used to have a lot of joy from picking up babies. Mm-hmm. From when at a young age, I would want to ask people at church, like, can I hold her? Can I hold him? And I just loved that, loving on babies. And I don't know if I've mentioned this in a podcast yet or not, but I actually had a lady to come up to me at one of our grocery stores, and this was a few years ago, and she said, with how much you love children, you and Will love children, I just really thought you would have some of your own by now. (laughs) And so I was just like, yeah, yeah. And I died inside, you know. I think I left my grocery card in Kroger and just left um, and went Mm. to the car, and I'm pretty sure I just cried. And she did not mean anything by that Mm -hmm. she has known me since I was little she knew how much I love children and so yeah that just I thought you would I thought you would have babies by now my mom didn't have trouble having babies why would I have trouble having you know how was she supposed to know that and um we haven't been super vocal about um this stuff really until after that conversation I got tired of people saying that Mm -hmm. type of stuff and so I ended up posting a a Facebook post and just shared a little bit of detail I didn't go into miscarriages and things like that but I shared enough where people would kind of know what's going on to stop asking questions (laughs) yeah you can stop where you know we would take a baby anytime the Lord wants to give us one but uh, going into all of that we have a little list of things that maybe we should not do uh, to try to get us from going down that road that maybe I went in. Uh, mm-hmm. And the first thing is not to blame yourself. Do you, have you mm-hmm. ever, that's something I really struggled with because just being honest, Will didn't have any problems, mm-hmm. you know, after we go to the doctor and Will is all good. And I found out, you know, well, I have cyst and I have PCOS and this is abnormal and I have endometriosis and Mm -hmm. so there's so many different things that I feel like I have caused to keep him from being able to experience fatherhood Mm -hmm. you know and I know I know that the Lord does not work that way that he does not want me to view myself as the problem my husband does not want me to view myself as the problem but it's kind of hard whenever it's me that's causing the problem it's an immediate because the first step that they do in in fertility is they want to get a diagnosis and the diagnosis is all about finding out what the problem is and then they find out what the problem is and then you feel like the problem or one one or the other deal with that problem yeah right my first uh doctor's appointment that i had with i guess he was a fertility specialist 
wonderful, wonderful doctor. But when he told me my diagnosis, it was almost like I left his office like giddy, like, okay, we've got a problem and now we can fix it. You know, yeah. like it was almost Answers. like, you're sweet. I know what's going on now. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to take this medicine. It's going to all be good. And then it was like the next day I was like, oh, okay, I got a diagnosis. So they're mm. actually is a problem it's not just in my head you know because they make you or i I had always heard you go a year Mm -hmm. you know was trying and um or not not trying and then you know a doctor will see you but uh so we had made it over a year and so anyway finally getting an answer was like okay so i didn't just make it up it's yes it's, it's real but then it was like it's real i didn't Oh, okay. I struggle with infertility. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm infertile. You know, so many different things. So that I feel like those words are what I started mm. identifying as. I'm um, infertile. So, and mm, so yeah, those words have a lot of power over you. Yeah. For for me, one thing that was helpful. So our our situation's a little bit different. My husband is a um, paraplegic, yeah. and so um, our infertility issues kind of stem from his accident that he had when he was 15. Fortunately, the Lord helped me to be sensitive from early on because mm-hmm. I, I thought we are a married couple. This is not his problem. This is our this infertility. Is our right. And so when I tell people I have, you know, my husband and I are struggling with infertility, like it's, I try to be very careful to, to phrase it in a way because we are one and right. and we together are dealing with this. But um, I can can totally see the you know the scripture you mentioned about being new a new creation mm-hmm. that reminder that the broken things in this world are not the things that define us right. is so important. I also think that that verse has implications as to our attitude during oh, for this. Sure. Yeah, because if we're a new creation then the old bad habits and the old attitudes need to fade away. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, realizing that infertility is not a excuse to act a certain way. Yes, to be frustrated Mm -hmm. and to always have it be about you. And so like maintaining that godly honoring attitude during it is key. Yeah, we have to do that. We do. If we're going to still bring honor to the Lord through our journeys, no matter how hard, you know, it ends up being. I'm not saying to not be real and to not tell your friends, you know, what's going on or anything. I I think you do need to be open about, you know, with your people. I'm not saying to blast it all over social media or to just tell everyone who asks because it's not everybody's business and people are going to ask and try to make it their business, but it's not. And so if you have, you know, your handful of people or two handfuls of people who you trust and who you feel like you're going to be there to build you up and to love you through um, such a hard time, then I do encourage you to be honest mm-hmm. with those people. And you never do know what kind of friendships could come from sharing yeah, your story. Yeah, it's true. We, we got to yeah. become friends. And from, I mean, we talked about, on the, I think, on the first episode, how um, high the numbers are. One in, eight who str- one in eight couples who struggle with infertility and one in four who have experienced a miscarriage. And so just... The people that we pass every day, you know, share a little bit of our story probably. Well, what what scriptures would you say during um, your time of struggling with your identity, what scriptures were your go-to for like knowing your identity was in Christ? So 2 Corinthians 5, 5, now it is God who has made us for this very purpose and has given us the spirit as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. So 
just reading that and that I still had a purpose mm. in today. Um, and I have a purpose tomorrow too. Um, even if that doesn't involve motherhood, yes. um, I'm still here and I matter and the Lord is still ready to use me if I allow him to use me. And so that's honestly where the idea and the desire for this podcast, I didn't know podcast at the time, but somehow to start an infertility ministry came from because I'm like, I don't need to waste. I think I've heard the term wait, wasting the weight. Don't, mm. don't waste the weight. Yes. Um, because the Lord can use and he will use hard things in your life to bring him glory and to bring other people to him during that time, especially, I mean, like people are watching unbelievers, people who are new to uh, Christianity, they're watching us and wanting to see, you know, how we're going to react to hard times. And so I feel like this, this, some things like this hard time, there's plenty of other awful things that go on in our broken Mm -hmm. world um, to see how we cling, do we cling to Christ Mm -hmm. during infertility, during miscarriage. And And so I think that this issue specifically is so hard with identity because having children is one of the purposes that mm-hmm. God had when he made women. You right. know, you look at the story of Adam and Eve and one of them bears children and one of them, right. you know, well, both are involved obviously, but I think as women our identity is very much tied to that because God has literally physically built our bodies to sustain and create life, life. and right. to nurture and like every fiber of our beings is actual is created for that. It is a godly desire. Mm-hmm. It's rightly ordered. And I think for me, um, it was difficult sometimes when I'm reading in passages of scripture where it's like, oh, God calls us to be fruitful and multiply and, and God calls women to be this. And then you start thinking, well, am I, like you said, am I broke? <laughs> right. You so know, what's going what on? What is my purpose with apart yep. from children? And right. I think that it's important to remember God's ultimate purpose for humanity is to glorify God. Right. Um, whether you're married, single, or ever have children, that is number one, mm-hmm. is to bring glory to God. And if um, through the brokenness, because you know what? We are broken. <laughs> we all we are, are broken. If our brokenness can point other people to Jesus, that's our ultimate purpose and yep. fulfillment. Yep. I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, okay. So the next thing that we have on here is try not to live in the two week wait. And if you, if you have struggled with infertility at all, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, living in that two week wait. And so it seems like, you know, from the time that you could conceive to the time you might take a test, mm-hmm. it takes forever. And then it gets here. And, you know, when it's another negative or another physical reminder that it didn't happen again this month and then again this month. And, it, you know, and I just remember, oh my goodness, month after month after month, uh, you know, however many months, uh, it just breaks you and breaks mm-hmm. you. And, you know, um, so what do you do to get your mind off of that? Oh, what are your practical tips man. to actually do that? So my practical tips to do that. Um, well, for one, I would definitely try to have something going on during that time mm-hmm. to get my mind off of uh, what was going on physically. And uh, a lot of times my friends would call me out and be like, hey, you seem you seem a little off today. Mm-hmm. You know, is everything okay? And, you know, as you get close to your, you know, good girlfriends, you kind of know when that time's coming anyway, mm-hmm. you know. And so um, my core little group of friends that I'm talking about um, – they, they did know, and uh, they w- 
literally would show up with a cup of coffee randomly. Not not saying I would call them and be like, it didn't happen again. Sometimes I would. Mm-hmm. Um, but they show up to go on a walk with me, show, call me, text mm-hmm. me, you know, whatever. Um, the Lord was just super gracious to me in having um, super good best friends um, who did not know what it felt mm-hmm. like couldn't tell you what infertility what you know really was before us um to then love me so much mm. through it so well having other people in your life i think gets you outside of yourself yeah and yeah. that was something i prayed about i said lord i need some sort of a ministry outside of this so uh, i prayed and he gave me one specific person and he was like all right Kendra, this is your assignment. He gave me that person and he was like, I want you to love on this person. And um, it was so great because I would be worried about me and then God would say, oh, have you texted so-and-so? Mm. You know, and he would prompt me to yes. to, to think about that other yeah, person. Yeah, get outside of your box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we've, we've already touched on don't lose who you were before infertility. But there's a scripture um, that you mentioned with that that was really helpful to you, Psalm 139. And we talked about yes. this off off radio that uh, both of us, this has been like a cling to scripture. Right. So you said Psalm 139. Psalm 139. Uh, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful and I know that full well. Yes. And I had to tell myself that. And I know that almost sounds, mm. you're almost talking about a baby. Yes. Because it is. Yeah, it, you were in your mother's womb. Right, and, right. Yeah. And I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. But even at this age, I need to remember mm. that I'm still fit fearfully and wonderfully made because Mm -hmm. my creator created me he created you and like we've already talked about with a purpose oh i read that passage on mother's day specifically in Mm. tears just i read it i kept going back who doesn't cry on mother's day (laughs) but it was just the the idea specifically in psalm 139 he says also that um his thoughts for us are as numerous as the sand on the sea you know and it also says that our frame was not hidden from him when he wove us together in the secret place. And as much as we're thinking about babies are on your mind, realizing that um, you were once a baby in your parent, in your mom's womb and God was knitting and weaving you together for a specific purpose. And his thoughts for you um, means he he knows what you're thinking right now. He knows what you're going through. He sees you. You have not, you are not forgotten. Right. We're not hidden from him, even though it felt like, to be so lonely sometimes he he was always there mm. you know if i just chose chose to acknowledge that you know yes. um another one is um not to view intimacy as a chore because uh you know when you're scheduling stuff and the doctor's like you need to do this, this. is when it you need become very to clinical. do this and take this medicine and blah 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 um it, it becomes a chore, you know, right. and almost like a job because it's like, well, he said to do this then, you know. Um, so anyway. There's a I very would, practical side of trying for children that like, we'll have to maybe do a whole episode on that yeah. because <laughs> an, a whole awkward episode. But like, gosh, you have to be proactive mm-hmm. sometimes when there is some, some problems and that creates a lot of stress. Yeah. So cr- maintaining a godly attitude and not viewing that as, right. as a job. Right. For important. sure. You said it well. Um, so one thing too I would do 
but I encourage you not to. Don't wait to think of you and your spouse as a family. Mm. So, Ooh, that's good. Uh, well, that's how I would do. I'd be like, people don't care to see me and Will on Facebook anymore. Like, I've already, they've seen us go on trips many times before. They've seen Girl, us stand I'm beside guilty. a Christmas tree. And so. It's like I don't feel worthy of posting it because right. there's not a kid in the There's photo. not a child. Mm-hmm. Oh, same. Yeah, so we would, I, I tr- really would encourage you to still make still make your traditions if you want your child one day to make gingerbread cookies the night before christmas go ahead you and your husband go make gingerbread cookies the night before have fun be Mm -hmm. childish with each other you know um love each other and have fun with each other um so so view yourself as a family unit even without children um and then the last one just for today don't suffer alone and like i said earlier um i'm not saying to blast it on social media um or to just start telling anyone in the world about it but your your special few your your family if you have family to lean on um be honest with them and just say hey when i seem off Mm -hmm. i'm off so Mm. um just to be honest and open uh when you can be so anyway but yeah you know one last thought you just opened the program talking about the the time when you were in darkness and felt like depression and i think we all have those moments if anyone's listening and you really are struggling with a very very low low just know it's okay for christians to go get godly christian counseling oh for sure and that's very helpful if if you're struggling with something like that i'd encourage you to do it that's right that's right you want to pray for us well let me let me tell you first how you can connect with us we'd love for you to reach out to us we're on hannah's heart afr on facebook hannahs.heart.afa on instagram Um, and you are also welcome to email us at hannahsheart at afa.net And let us close in prayer. Father God, I pray that you would give everyone listening the heart of Hannah to just come and plead before you and um, pour their heart out to you in prayer and trust you with the future of our families. Lord, I ask that our identity would not be in having children or being a mom, but would totally be in being a child of God. Thank you, Lord, that you love us and you see us. And we pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. I'm Ann. And I'm Kendra. Join us next time for Hannah's Heart.